Should the Detroit Pistons look to trade Jeremy Grant? We'll talk about that on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps save you money by identify, helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Go check out Truebill today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. I am your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. Also, you can find the podcast over on YouTube, at Lockdown Pistons. Make sure you go su- subscribe to the channel. We are close or we're closer than we were to a thousand subscribers. You want to find the best way to support the podcast is go over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So before we dive into what I want to talk about today, obviously the majority of you guys will be listening to this on Thanksgiving. You guys will be remembering. Cool. I thought you said you guys weren't recording on Thanksgiving. I thought you were taking the day off. Uh, technically, I still am. I'm recording this the night before. So what happened was I record the podcast the night before. Tuesday night was supposed to be Wednesday's episode. And in the middle of recording Tuesday night's episode, my dog, me and my fiance's new dog, Oatly, chew, chewed my Ethernet cord. So that was dead. Could not post the next day. I had work the next day. So I had to wait till after, go buy Ethernet cord so I could get all this stuff going still. Uh, because if I don't have an Ethernet cord, the connection sucks and I can't record. Uh, so yeah, that's why you're getting one on Thanksgiving. I was going to give you guys a late podcast on Wednesday night. But with a Pistons game going and being nighttime, I didn't think anyone would really listen to it. Uh, so I thought maybe a better option would just give you guys like an early Thanksgiving episode before you guys go and fill your bellies up with all the food for Thanksgiving. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about what we want, uh, some of the things on my mind today. So I'm not going to, when I say this, I'm not trying to call people out, but there is at Woodward Sports, they put out a video, um, I believe two days ago or yesterday when you listen to this, it would be, I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, they put out a video from one of their, their commentators. Uh, and and it basically was asking, should the Pistons move on from Jeremy Grant? Should they look to trade Jeremy Grant? Uh, and basically, his answer was yes. Uh, he compared it a little bit to the Blake Griffin situation. Uh, you know, don't don't wait out until his and let his value hit zero. Basically, I'm assuming was his point by saying that. Uh, and then you know, ship ship Jeremy Grant out when now why his value is somewhat still high. Uh, and yeah, I, I just want to talk about that real quick. So again, this is not the call out Woodward Sports or the guy that said it. I don't know his name. Uh, because there's other people that feel this way as well. So I, 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 it's obviously a topic that's floating around a little bit because, you know, we've had some rumors float out on Twitter as well. Uh, and Bleacher Report has floated the idea out there that Jimmy Grant may be available. We also heard the Ben Simmons rumors a few weeks ago that the, ben, that the Philadelphia 76ers may take Jimmy Grant back in a Ben Simmons trade. All those kind of stuff has made it seem like the Jimmy Grant is available. So um, let me just answer that question first. Do I think Jimmy Grant is available? Yes, I think it would be stupid to not have him available. Now that's different from shopping him. I'm sure he has a price. If a team meets a price that they like, then obviously you trade him just like it's by anybody on this team besides Kay Cunningham. Like if a guy, if a team meets a price then go get him, he's not one of the untouchables on the team. Uh, so yes. Do I think he's available? Probably. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think he's untouchable. Uh, do I think the Pistons want to move on from him? Probably not. Him and Troy River have a great relationship. Now we've talked about many times on the podcast, why, Jeremy Grant signed here, all the outside things, outside of basketball, why he relates to the city, he likes the city, and why he likes representing Detroit, all those kind of things. We've talked about that. Um, 
But also, let me just point this out because because a lot of uh, you know I've seen some people say you know I'd rather not have Jeremy Grant on his contract. I'd rather just trade him and get some some pieces for the future rebuild. So first off, let me let me bring this up, and I I, I just want to throw that that idea to the ground. Uh, Jeremy Grant's being paid twenty million dollars a year right now. He is on an absolute bargain contract. His contract is a really good one. He the Pistons not overpaying on him. This is not a bad contract the Pistons have. This is not a contract that you just want to move off of. Like this is a, a legit good contract that any team would be happy to have on his on their team. That's why he's such a he's probably gonna be one of the most wanted commodities around the trade deadline because he's such a good player on such a good contract for his his talent level. He that I I don't get that whole little excuse of or not excuse but idea that you know we don't want to pay Jeremy Grant this much money while he's here. Like he's on a really good contract. He's only getting paid twenty million dollars a year. That's legitimately a really good contract for him. So that that right there doesn't make any sense. And two, listen, I I've been one of the main ones critiquing his long twos that he's been taking. Okay, and you know I'm not going back on that. It's still stuff that I can't stand watching. Sometimes he goes iso a little too much, and then he takes way too many long twos. Those are valid criticism of it. I can't stand seeing it, but. This is what people and fans need to understand and need, need to look for. Uh, and I realize I get I get it now that I have some fans defending Jeremy Grant so much in my mentions on Twitter because I now see there's another side to this, this Jeremy Grant argument that I didn't know exists that apparently just want him off the team and he needs to go because he's hurting the team. Um, I didn't know that side existed, so I get why people are probably trying to even it out a little bit. But I'll just say this: fans and everyone alike need to understand that this season is going to be tough. The Pistons are going to lose games. They're going to lose a lot of games. They're, they're going to, a lot of times, not be fun to watch. Uh, it, it's a little worse than I expected. I'm not going to lie. I won't lie to you guys. This has been worse than I expected. Uh, but this is what's going to happen. It's going to be like this all season. The Pistons' plan is not for this season. Now, you can critique the roster construction this year. You can critique whether this is actually helping development. You can, ask, you can critique all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't change the point that this is not about this season. They're looking for two years down the line, two to three years down the line. Uh, I've said 2023, I think, is the year they're looking at. Uh, But either way, around that time, Jeremy Grant is hopeful to be, like, hopefully he's the third best player on your team. That's, that's like, the point of this roster construction. They're hoping that they got Cade, who's supposed to be their main guy. Hopefully they get another guy possibly through free agency or at the top of the draft, which they're probably going to have another pick at the top of the draft this season, maybe even next year, who knows. Um, But they're going to have a lot of cap space, another high draft pick. So hopefully they can get their top two guys. And then you got Jeremy Grant already in on the roster. So the, the idea that they have to move on from Jeremy Grant because, no, you know, he's taking up too many touches this season or whatever, this season doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter in, in the grand scheme of things in the in, in the roster construction kind of idea with Jeremy Grant because the idea with Jeremy Grant is that when you're ready to compete, he's going to be – or ready to, like, you know, take that next step to be a playoff team and legit uh, kind of playoff team is that he's going to be your third player, third best player in the team on a really good contract, which he is right now. So – that's the whole idea behind that. This season, I really don't think this season or the way he's playing, if people want to call it really, he's really struggling, which he definitely is not playing as well this year. But that's, not, again, that's not the long-term outlook. They're not, I don't think the Pistons front office really care, to be honest, about how he, unless he was just like stinking the bed and looking awful. I don't think he's looked awful. He's looked worse, but he's not awful. Uh, they know the type, he's still the same type of player that would be a third best player on like a playoff type of team. That's what they're looking for. So, I, Again, do I think he's untouchable? No. Could he be traded? Yeah, he could be traded. But I don't think they're looking to trade him because their idea is still the same, that in two to three years, he'll be the third best player on this team. 
and Cade and whoever else will help lead this team to the next step. And he'd be a great third banana, a great person that everyone's going to want on their team, which is why he's such a hot commodity right now to be the third best player on their team. That's the whole point. So that's my thoughts on Jeremy Grant and the whole, will the Pistons trade him? Should they trade him? Um, do I think they should trade him? No, I, I don't think they should. If there's a good price for him, yeah, trade him. But do I think they should be actively shopping him? No. Uh, I, I think their plan with him is 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 a smart plan. If all, everything else works out and he actually ends up like the third best player on a legit contending team or a legit playoff team, then I think their plan will make sense and it'll, it'll work out. Um, but again, like I said, if a price comes that you can't match, like if they can get Ben Simmons for cheap possibly, I mean, I guess they do that. Uh, if they can get another, you know, some some young guys and some picks that maybe they want for Jeremy Grant, then I guess you go and do that. But again, I don't think they should be actively shopping him, and I don't think they are actively shopping him. I don't think it makes sense to. Uh, but let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or tweet me over at Hill on Twitter. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk about some of these games that we saw. Corey Joseph got the start both games, but in the game against the Milwaukee Bucks, he only played seven minutes. And guess who played 29 minutes? We'll tell you who that was and talk about his game after the ad break. But first, I got to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you a little bit about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly hard. Just, or incredibly simple, I should say. I'm sorry. Just link your accounts in Truebill where it cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concert is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't have to. Truebill also has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's your guys' favorite sponsor who I... Just got a little packet from them today. I was having one of their built Bars. It's your guys' favorite sponsor, built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys have a great one today. All the good foods with all the good treats, and there's plenty of them. But maybe one of you guys, and maybe a few of you guys, want a yummy dessert that isn't full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time and the perfect answer for built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert that you guys will all love. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and are only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. We place a coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. It goes for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. It's low calorie, it's low carb, it's low fat, and it's high in protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate that's soft and easy on the teeth to chew. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Serve some at your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward, I promise. New surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so go check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar, Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you want to find the best way to support the podcast, go over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Subscribe. We just crossed over, I believe, 620 subscribers 
Our goal is 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We got just about over a month to go. Help us get there. Go over to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast and support the work that I put into there. So I really appreciate if you guys went and did that. Um, but first, let's, or anyways, I should say, let's talk about this game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, since the last podcast, the Pistons have played two games. Uh, they played one against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they played one against the Miami Heat. Both games, they couldn't get over 100 points. Uh, they really missed Isaiah Stewart's interior presence. They also are really missing Killing Hayes as well. Uh, it's been a struggle with the injuries, and obviously they're missing Kelly Olenek, who's their backup center. Uh, but really, they, Kelly Olenek, we've known that he's going to be out for six weeks or so. Uh, the, the losses of Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart, I think, are really hurting this team right now, obviously. Uh, Bobby Porras just went out and looked like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar against the Pistons tonight, dropping 28 and 10 points on 6-7 from deep, 10-14 shooting. He went crazy. Uh, you probably aren't going to have that happen if Isaiah Stoops in the lineup. Uh, so that they're really struggling without him. But the good news is on Friday against the Los Angeles Clippers at 3.30 p.m., they should they are going to have Isaiah Stewart back. And it sounds like they will have Killian Hayes back. We will know for sure by then, though. Um, but in Killian Hayes' absence, the Pistons have elected to start Corey Joseph. And Corey Joseph, I know a lot of you guys don't like Corey Joseph, and I, I get it. Uh, you know, he's a veteran. He's not, you know, he's not, he, he's not what everybody wants to see on the floor. That's for sure. I, I, won't, I won't sit here and cap with you guys. He's definitely not what you guys all want to see on the floor. Um, but against the Bucks, he did start, but he only ended up playing seven minutes. And the reason why that is, is because you guys' favorite rookie, all the, the guy that everyone's been, or not rookie, second year player that everyone has been screaming about, the one who's been dropping 40 points in the G League, Saban Lee was able to play 29 minutes tonight or last night uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he shot 5 of 15 from the floor. Not great at all. But he was a lot more aggressive at getting to the paint, and that's something the, the Pistons simply just needed. They needed someone who was a little bit more explosive getting to the paint and was able to make kickout passes, and that was something he was able to do. Uh, so the Pistons definitely loved having him out there. Uh, and it seemed like when he was out there, the Pistons actually cut into the lead and actually kept the game close. So I think – uh, yeah, he he his plus minus was even, uh, so he it literally was a plus zero. So the Pistons were pretty in a in a twenty one point loss. They did decent in his twenty nine minutes on the floor against the reigning champions. Um, he also had twelve points, five rebounds, five assists, and four steals. Uh, once again, one hundred percent, the Pistons loved his energy and his ability to get to the paint. Uh, after completely passing up a wide open three a few times in the first like two or three possessions, he was on the floor. He ended up taking seven threes a day. Uh, he made his first pull-up three, and then he made one from the corner. So he was shooting confidently. He was feeling himself a little bit, looked a little bit more like the guy in the G League, not you know efficiency-wise or scoring-wise. It's the confidence-wise. He was playing like that guy that everyone had been seeing in the G League. So that was good to see from him. Uh, but you know, I, I think you're probably going to see that a lot more moving forward with, with the Pistons. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to see – Corey, well, actually, I won't say I don't think you're going to see because you may very well still see it. But I think Saban Lee is going to continue to get his shot to stay in the rotation with how he played today against or last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, combined with how he played in the G League and how he's been playing down there. So I think you guys are going to get to see him moving forward. And I think that's probably the best idea right now. Um, Corey Joseph, he's been very inconsistent this season, which is honestly very shocking for me uh, because Corey Joseph – I mean, I talked about it last year. When he came over from the Sacramento Kings, he played really well off the bench. And I said throughout the offseason, I'd be shocked if he came back because he really did play well and looked like he could be a backup on some contenders. He, I thought he could actually contribute to winning teams. And then he looked pretty good in the preseason. 
And then so far in the regular season, there's been very up and down with him. Very up and down. And I don't get it, – it definitely is kind of shocking to see that with him right now. Uh, but uh, definitely with the young guy at his heels right now uh, and a guy that everyone wants to see play, Saban Lee getting a, ch- a shot at it and playing really well in his shot, uh, you think that you may not see uh, Corey Joseph moving forward, at least at least for the next few games while Saban Lee continues to play really well. Uh, you assume that would be the case. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I thought Saban Lee looked good again. Like I said, he didn't shoot that well from the field, but they definitely needed his his athleticism getting to the paint. He tried to dunk on Giannis, by the way. I don't know if you guys missed that, if you guys saw the game. Uh, but he he tried to dunk on Giannis legit on a fast break. Uh, they they called a foul on it, but then the Bucks challenged it, and they turned it, uh, turned it back. Apparently Giannis got all ball, which you know that's not a shock. But the fact that Saban was confident enough and ballsy enough, frankly, to try to dunk on Giannis was, was pretty cool, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Saban Lee played well enough to continue to get minutes. Do I think he'll start next to Kate Cunningham? Probably not uh, while Killian's out. Uh, Killian does miss Friday's game. I think they'll still do the same thing they did today. They'll play. They'll start Corey Joseph and, you know, play him minimal minutes unless Saban Lee comes out and just plays like trash. If he does that, he'll probably won't get as many minutes. Uh, but as long as Saban Lee continues to play well, I think they'll start Corey Joseph while Killian Hayes is out and Saban Lee will get a large chunk of the minutes at the backup position. So uh, good for Saban Lee. I'm, I know you guys all probably love seeing that. Uh, I can't blame you guys. And yeah, hopefully we see more Saban Lee moving forward, a little less of Corey Joseph. Uh, and yeah, when we come back, we'll talk more about the games uh, that the Pistons play. What are they missing? Uh, and from Isaiah Stewart and Killian Hayes, and Kay Cunningham continues to struggle shooting from the floor. Should anybody be worried about this? We'll talk about that when we come back from the ad break. But first, I got to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, Line AG. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Line has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Line remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So go download BetOnline and check out the updated desktop or mobile website Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Line, the stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. So, again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast, making it your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. And, again, if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, go over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. We are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We are just crossed over 620 subscribers. So we're getting closer and closer. If we can get there by the by 2022, that's our goal. So, again, if you want to support the podcast and support the work we put in, that would be the best way to do so. I'd really appreciate it. Um, but, anyways, what is my, my mic is, like, freaking out. Hold on a second. <laughs> I had to check that out real quick. I, it's, like, flashing for a second. I don't get what's, that, what's happening there. Uh, but, anyways. Uh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know that, you know, you, a lot you guys may not be listening to this on Thanksgiving because obviously it's Thanksgiving. You guys are with family. You guys may listen to this on Friday, even though I'm posting it on Thursday. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed Thanksgiving. If you're listening to it after and if you're listening to before you meet with your family, go go have fun with your family and, and you know, enjoy it. Be thankful for this time. 
uh, you know, especially with the last few years we've dealt with from COVID. Uh, a lot of people last year just didn't get to didn't get to meet with their families, didn't get to have a Thanksgiving together. Um, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, it's with the vaccine now, I'm sure uh, has made it available for everybody to go out and get together with their families now. And the, and the restrictions have calmed down a little bit. So, again, I think that this past year to make everybody a little bit more thankful of what they got and, and the family that they have. So, again, I hope you guys are really enjoying your Thanksgiving. If you guys listen to this afterwards and, you know, beforehand, make sure you go out there and have fun. I know myself, uh, you know, family gatherings may not be my favorite thing. <laughs> you know, it can get awkward every now and then, you know, with too many family members that you don't see all that often, just make a small talk, whatever. Uh, but definitely this year, it, it's going to be a little different, you know, just appreciative that you have that time with them. So uh, I hope you guys look at it the same way. And also let me, let me know what your guys' favorite Thanksgiving dishes are. Uh, what, what, what do you guys love about Thanksgiving? What, what's your guys' favorite foods? Uh, I know for me, I'm very simple. Um, I'm, I like Turkey, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, uh, some rolls. And basically I'm very, I'm a very simple person. I'm not with the whole combining a bunch of foods on on together and just eating all like, nah, I'm not with that. I don't really like green bean casserole, anything. Um, I don't, I like macaroni and cheese, but I don't like the macaroni and cheese that that gets, gets, (laughs) that gets served at my, at my Thanksgiving. Uh, so I hope, uh, I hope my mom's not listening to this podcast today uh, because if she, she hears that she's not going to be happy, even though she knows that, but yeah, uh, that, those, that's why I'm a very simple person for Thanksgiving. I just, I just like the Turkey mashed potatoes and, and sweet potatoes. My mom makes amazing sweet potatoes though, mom. So if you guys, if you're listening to this, I may not like your macaroni, but I love your sweet potatoes. So don't be too mad at me. Uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys' favorite Thanksgiving dishes are and what, what you guys' favorite part of Thanksgiving is uh, every single year. But Let's close the podcast out with a little bit more Pistons talking, and then we can all go back and hang out with our families. Uh, I got to go out there and help Megan clean up our house. We're having everybody over our house for the very first time on Thanksgiving. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, I had to go out there and help her clean up a little bit. But first, before I again get back out there and help her. So Kate Cunningham struggled a little bit over the last few games. Today he shot three of ten from the field. He did have eight rebounds and seven assists, but only nine points. Uh, he has been struggling in the last few games. Uh Shooting-wise from the floor, one of the games that he struggled shooting-wise, he had a triple-double in. So he almost had a triple-double last night against the Bucks. In the game against the Lakers, he had 13 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. But he shot 6 of 21 from the field. The game after again after that against the Miami Heat, he shot 2 of 10 from the field. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Part of the issue with Cade right now, and I thought you saw that a little bit with the Miami Heat game and a little bit as well with the Lakers game. Uh, you're starting to see him show some rookie mistakes down the line in the fourth quarter. Before that, literally before those two games, quite literally he was one of the best fourth quarter scorers in the entire NBA, one of the best clutch scorers in the entire NBA. I think he was like fourth in clutch scoring before those two games. Uh, And it was bound to happen. He's a rookie. He's going to go up. He's going to go down. It's going to happen. He wasn't going to be this great all season. It wasn't going to happen like that. Um, And still very early in the season. The Pistons are, what, 18 games into the season. So, And he's only played in what? Uh, he didn't even play in all those games. He's only on his 13th game. So we've seen the highs of uh, not Kimmy, of Cade this season already, the real highs. We've also seen him struggle a little bit as well. So, you know, do, am I worried about him shooting-wise right now? No. Uh, again, he, he's going to work through it. We've seen him hit five threes in a game. Uh, there was a stretch there after his first three games over the next, what, uh, over the next seven games, he was shooting 36% from deep, uh, 43% from the field. So that was – that was a good stretch right there, but right now he's back in a little bit of a cold stretch with the Lakers-Miami Heat game and the Bucks game. 
Uh, he's definitely struggling a little bit shooting wise. I think something that 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 I don't think a lot of people are bringing up is a, a clear. Wow, I've been recording this podcast. And my hat's like sideways, basically. That's that's great. Uh, but um, I I think it's very clear he's missing that uh, missing the presence of Killian Hayes. I know a lot of people. Uh, you know, before the season, we're questioning the fit of these two. I think so far when you've seen them play, uh, it's very clear that they I, I think they fit really good together. They play really well off each other defensively, especially. Uh, but definitely on offense, K- Killian takes some of that pressure off of Cade. And the fact that Killian has been able to hit shots, uh, catching shooting from deep has opened up the floor for a lot of people and have made it easier for the Pistons offensively, even though the Pistons suck on offense. Uh, in, in, in general, uh, Killian Hayes has been shooting 39% from deep in the games that he's played. So that's helped him a lot. So if you ha- combine that with uh, combine that with the fact he's able to take some of the playmaking issues off of him, the defensive issues off him, which, by the way, that's another part of his struggles, I feel like. Kay Cunningham has really de- dealt with um, foul trouble while Killian Hayes has been out. Uh, he had four, four fouls against Miami Heat, but he had like two quick ones early and then two quick ones again in the third. That kept him out. Uh, he had three fouls against the Lakers, but again, I thought he had two early as well that kept him out this game. And you know, it kind of stops him from playing physical on defense. And part of his value is the fact he's able to play on both sides. And you know, when you take away some of his aggressiveness on one end, you're not getting the full value from Cade. So, and overall, I just feel like he's missing the presence of Killian Hayes. Corey Joseph isn't cutting it. Uh, he looked a little bit better with Saban Lee next to him tonight. He found him on a few backdoor cuts. They seemed to play pretty well off of each other. Uh, so I think part of it definitely is the fact he's missing Killian. And then the other part of it, obviously, is just he's missing shots. Again, I'll continue to say this to you guys. No one should be worried about Cade unless he's incapable of creating his shot. If he's incapable of getting space or creating the shot he wants, that's when you get that's when you start to worry. If he's running away from you know open shots or running away from trying to be aggressive and stuff, then you get worried about Cade. There's nothing to be worried about with Cade right now. If you watch Cade, he looks like the number one pick. He's not making shots, but everything he's creating shots for himself. He's creating open looks. He's creating space. He's getting to the spots he wants every time. Each each shot he takes, honestly, just looks really good. It looks really good. He's just missing right now. And you know, it, once again, it, it's going to happen like that. We saw the seven game stretch, like I said, I brought up where he was making his shots, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, see, this is this is our savior. This is what we've been waiting for." It's just about if he's going to hit his shots. Obviously, you can say that for a lot of players, but I feel like there's a lot more that goes into it. Some players miss shots because they can't really create shots and they're not very good at good at it anyways. Cade is showing that he's a really damn good player. He's just off right now over the past two games. I'm not worried about him. He'll be straight. Uh, it's it's Once again, it's a rookie season. He's going to have some ups. He's going to have some lows. It is what it is. He's adjusting to the NBA. It's not a big deal. And also, the Pistons are just – they're on another tough uh, tough schedule. They have the Lakers, the Heat, the Bucks. Now they go against the Clippers uh, on the road. So it's like and, – and the Pistons suck. They're just trash. They go against the Lakers again, then the Trailblazers' sons. Uh, so it's it's a tough schedule, and the Pistons just suck. There there was one play where I forget who it was in, over in the right corner. But Cade does a phenomenal move, a spoon move to shake Drew Holiday off of him completely. Gets to the paint. What? <coughs> excuse me. Gets past Drew Holiday easily, brings the defender in, and makes an incredible kickout pass to the corner. Great play, and the guy just misses the three-point shot. Uh, there was a lot of times tonight against or last night against the Bucks as well where they were trapping him almost every time he came off a screen and he's making the right play. He's finding an open guy and the Pistons just can't hit shots. They just they just they just suck. It is what it is, man. I, I'm tired of sugarcoating around it. They suck. They're trash. They're not good. And you know, if it wasn't for the Rockets, they'd probably be the worst team in the entire NBA. That's how bad they are. So it doesn't help 
Yeah, he has no one, literally no one to really take pressure off of him. And Jeremy Grant has also been really inconsistent this season. So half the time he has him to help take pressure off, half the time he doesn't. Sadiq Bay, another player who's just been extremely up and down, more down than up this season. If you if you want to be objective, he's been more down and up. Uh, so it's just like Cade just doesn't have much help at all in this roster. He's being asked to do a, a whole ton. Uh, the, the Bally Sports graphic put up a, they put up a great graphic. I should say. I showed that, you know, he's leading all rookies in touches. He's being asked to do a lot, and he doesn't have much help. He's not being, you know, helped a lot. And he had seven assists. He probably should have had, like, 13. He's finding wide-open guys. Guys just can't hit shots. And, I mean, it is what it is. The Pistons shot 24% from deep last night, 36% from the floor. That's been the that's been the the, the, the storyline of the entire season. You The day that the Pistons shoot 40% from the field, everyone's happy, and that's awful. If you can just hit cross 40%. So, I mean – Cade, obviously, he has, he has to hit his shots. Uh, he's in a little bit off rhythm right now, uh, but he's finding other ways to contribute. He's damn near getting triple-doubles while struggling, and he's showing what made him the number one overall pick anyway still. So I don't think anyone's really worried about Cade anyways, uh, and the team sucks again. I'll make that known. Uh, but that, that'll be the end of today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed you guys Thanksgiving. If you guys are listening before you guys go out with your family, if you already did and you're listening, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed the time with your family. And again, let me know what you guys' favorite Thanksgiving dish down below in the comics or over on Twitter at Kooky Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you want to find the best way to support the podcast, go over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button under the YouTube channel. Uh, <clears throat> on the YouTube channel. We are trying to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. We are currently over 620. We got just a little bit over a month to go. So help me get there. I'd really appreciate it. And before we get out of here, I have to tell you guys this, like I do at the end of every podcast, go and make lockdown bets. Your second listen of every single day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, but Outside of that, I got nothing else for you guys today. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have fun. Uh, we'll be back on Friday when the Pistons play against the Los Angeles Clippers. I'll see you guys then. Peace out, everybody. Eat a ton of food. Don't worry about it. And, you know, have fun on Thanksgiving. Peace out, everybody.